Hi, this is Pastor Curtis Crawford welcoming you to our podcast. At Revive Outreach Church, we're striving to revive an awareness of Christ in our communities through Christ-centered compassion, service, and evangelism. You can learn more about us online at www.reviveoc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash church. We hope that you enjoy this message, and God bless. If you want to stand for the reading of God's Word, we're going to be uh, turning with me in your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 2. Luke, chapter 2. We're going to be starting with verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. You may be seated this morning. I want to continue our series, our Christmas series this morning. Uh, We're going to look at... The shepherds, as you may have guessed from our scripture reading today, uh, you know that the last couple weeks, the first week we talked about Mary and we talked about Elizabeth and we talked about, uh, you know, uh, how God uh, called on their life and and the miracle that he performed uh, in their life and what we could learn from that. And then last week we looked at Joseph and what we could learn from him and about being obedient to God. Uh, And this week... We're going to look at what we can uh, learn from the shepherds. As we just read, uh, the shepherds, they were out and they were tending their flocks. And for a little bit of background information, uh, shepherds were very blue collar, right? In fact, uh, because of the nature of their job, that they were uh, out in the outdoors the majority of the time. They were dirty. They were smelly. It wasn't a very glamorous job by any stretch of the imagination, And so uh, they were in some ways looked down upon uh, by uh, the the nation of Israel, by their fellow countrymen, right? Even though it was a necessary job, even though everyone in society benefited from their profession of taking care of these sheep, uh, for uh, they still uh, were kind of, uh, you know, looked down upon because of the nature of their job. But yet God chose to reveal to them that the Messiah had been born. Uh, And so that's what we're reading there in Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 8, is they're out there tending their flocks, they're doing what shepherds do, and then suddenly an angel appeared to them, uh, and the angel of the Lord um, uh, appeared to them and, and let them know that the Messiah had been born, the son of David, in the town of David, uh, and that they would know it was him because the sign would be that when they found him, he would be wrapped in swaddling cloths and he would be lying in a manger. Uh, And so uh, that's how they would know that they had found the child of which the angel was speaking. And then after the single angel had uh, finished speaking, all of a sudden the heavens were filled with angels Uh, And they all began to sing, uh, praising God. 
uh, at that moment in time. I don't know about you, but as uh, if I had been a shepherd there and it was late at night and there was, you know, uh, getting ready for bed or whatever it is that I was going to do. And then suddenly uh, the angel shows up and starts talking to me. And then all of a sudden the the night sky is illuminated with uh, thousands of angels that are praising God. I'd be a little shocked. Uh, I definitely would have stopped and paid attention to what they had uh, to say uh, to me. And so as uh, we continue the story, beginning with verse 15 of Luke chapter 2, it says that when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which was just as they had been told. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I have been accused uh, a time or two of having selective hearing. Uh, I, uh, be honest with you, I am uh, deaf and my right ear almost, um, and uh, have been that way for a lot of years. Uh, and so I use that as an excuse on a fairly regular basis to say that I did not hear what my wife or my children wanted to tell me. Uh, I do that selective, oh, you're on my wrong side, or you know I'm deaf and I could not hear you, right? Uh, but you know, this morning, one of the things that I'd like for us to learn from the shepherds is, is that we have to listen to what God has to say. We have to pay attention. There's a difference between hearing and listening, right? Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, for me, I, I do, again, I do uh, have problems hearing in my right ear. Uh, my good ear is my, my left ear. Um, but there are many times where I can hear, uh, but I just choose not to listen, right? It's like a Charlie Brown with the adults going, wah, 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 you, you hear them, you hear a noise, you know, something's being said, but you're not really paying attention or listening to the words that are being spoken. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm guilty of that. I'm sure you have been as well in your life. But the fact is, is that when God speaks to you and I, we cannot uh, afford, we are not afforded the privilege of choosing to listen or not. Right When God speaks to us, uh, we really uh, don't have a choice. We should listen to what God has to say. And so how does God speak to us? Well, in this particular op, uh, story here uh, with the shepherds, God appeared through an angel uh, and then ultimately multiple angels to reveal the coming of the Messiah, this great news that, that the Jews would had been looking for. Listen, even the shepherds knew who the Messiah was, you know, the Messiah was supposed to be coming. They had been prophesied. Uh, they were looking for the Savior of Israel, who was going to be the King of Kings, right? That King of the lineage of David, who would deliver Israel and set himself up as King and reign on the throne forever. They were looking for that person. And so when the angel appeared and said, the Messiah is born, they knew what that the angel was talking about. Because it's from a time that these uh, shepherds were small children, they had been taught 
about the Messiah. It is a critical part of Israel's history, the coming of the Messiah, who would uh, uh, you know, be their king and deliver them, right, and rule over them. Uh, and so it was drilled into these uh, shepherds from the time that they were children. And so when the angel appears to them and speaks, uh, and they hear that the Messiah is coming, all of a sudden they're now like, wow, this is amazing. God may not always speak to you and I through an angel. In fact, I can tell you, I've never had an angel show up anywhere near me in my room that I could see or talk to me. Uh, if he did, I'd probably have a heart attack and die. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've never experienced that, all joking aside. Uh, but God can speak to us in many ways. I think uh, as Christians, we, especially those who are part of uh, the Pentecostal movement or believe that the, in the spiritual gifts and, and those things that sometimes we get caught up and believe that we've got to hear a word from somebody or we've got to hear something uh, outside of us speak in order for it to, to really believe that it is God. But the truth is, is that God speaks to us in many ways. He speaks to us through his word. In fact, I believe that's the primary way that God speaks to us is through his word. We should be reading and focusing on his word, right? I believe that God speaks to us through the church. He speaks to us uh, through our brothers and our sisters in Christ. He speaks to us from the pulpit, right? Uh, through the messages, uh, through teachers who teach in Sunday school. God uses them to speak and bring forth his word uh, to his people. And then obviously God speaks through the Holy Spirit. Each of you uh, and I have the Holy Spirit. If we know Christ as Lord and Savior, he lives inside of us and he speaks to us. You may not have heard an audible voice, but I know that if you know Christ, you've had that pinging in your heart where you felt uh, you knew something that God was, uh, that you should do something, that you should talk to somebody, that maybe you should pray for somebody. All of a sudden that does desire to pray for someone, talk to someone, give someone a phone call, whatever the case may be, even maybe it's conviction over something that you're doing or thinking about doing, right? God speak to us, speaks to us in all of those ways. Uh, and so when God does speak to us, we must listen. We must pay attention to what he has to say. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been in church for a very long time. I started going to church when I was about five years old. And by God's grace and mercy, other than a couple years where I was bad at him and running, I've been in uh, attending church and in Sunday school and, and uh, you know, doing Bible studies and all of those things since I was five years old. But I can tell you that over time, it becomes routine. Over time, if you've been a, uh, been a part of a church uh, and you've had the Sunday school and the Bible studies and the preaching every Sunday, when I was growing up, we went to two services on Sunday, Sunday morning and Sunday night, and in addition to Sunday school as well as a Wednesday night Bible study. And so uh, and, and there were other things that were on top of that, right? Uh, and so over time, you hear a lot, right? You get all the basic stories in the Bible, right? And you hear preachers preach and you hear topics repeated. I know that I'm sure in the last 10, 11 years almost that I have repeated myself multiple times. And so you could become, it could become uh, almost uh, desensitized to what's being said on Sundays 
or even thinking that, you know what, I've got this Bible thing pretty figured out. I've been reading it and listened to it preached and taught for a lot of years. You know, I've, I've got it. And so uh, either we don't read or we just go through the motions of doing devotions or reading so we can check it off our list while we're not really listening to what God is saying. When you and I are doing our devotions and we're reading God's word, we really should take time to meditate upon what we're reading. I got to be honest with you, I'm very much results oriented, getting things done. And so I have, I'm very much about check boxes, right? Oh, A's done, B's done, C's done. So it is against my nature to stop and meditate on something. I want to get to the next thing, right? Uh, and in this day and age, it's very hard for many, especially our, our younger generations, to stop and focus on something and really meditate on something and think about, okay, what is God saying to me here in these verses and asking and praying God to speak to us as we read. And I can tell you that uh, when I am doing my checkbox, when I'm like, I just want to get through this, I don't nearly... 99% of the time, I'm not receiving something because I'm not listening. I'm just hearing, right? I'm just reading through God's word very quickly to get a checkbox. But when I take the time to, before I start to say, God, speak to me through your word today. Let me hear what you have to say. Teach me something, right? Let me learn something new. Illuminate something for me today. And I take my time and I read and I pause and I reflect. God will speak to me. Illuminate something. Something that I may have read a million times uh, uh, throughout my lifetime. But then suddenly God will illuminate it for me to see it in a way that I had never seen it before. To have an understanding that I may have never understood before. I know that when as a teacher and as a preacher, there's nothing more exciting than studying something and the Holy Spirit illuminating it for you in a way that you had never seen it before. And you're excited to tell somebody. I love to share with somebody, right? To share when God shows me something that I had not seen in his scripture before. Illuminate something that I had not understood before, and I want to share it. I get excited. And so you and I, when we dive into God's word, uh, when we are listening to his word being preached, being taught, whether it's in podcasts or on Sunday mornings or in Bible study, whatever the case may be, uh, we should be looking to learn something new, to hear God's voice, to listen to what he has to say. We should be excited to receive something new. But many folks do not take the time to read, do not take the time to listen to God's word, do not uh, take the time to really uh, uh, pay attention or dive in uh, into Bible study because they simply do not expect to hear anything. We expect to see the same old, same old that we've been looking at and listening to for potentially decades. And that simply should not be the way that we approach God's word. I did something not too long ago. Uh, as I have told you, I've been in church for a number of years. I've read through the Bible. I've, I've, you know, done all of these things. But I decided that I was going to read the Gospels one right after the other. Matthew through, to, through the end of uh, John. And it was amazing when I read all of them one right after the other. Because it, for me, 
it allowed me to start putting all of the pieces together because some of the gospels are out of order. Matthew, for example, isn't in order. It's not chronologically in order, right? But when I start to read them together and you hear the voice that they're using, you begin to see things that maybe you hadn't seen before, connections that had not been made before. Now, I've been uh, in church my whole life. I've read the uh, Bible through. I've done all of these things. But it was awesome to sit down and say, God, I want to see something new. And then just to read through his word and think about it and see what he's doing. We should be excited and we should challenge ourselves to sit down with the word of God and say, God, teach me something today. Show me something today. Really listen to what he has to say. Because if we will really listen, I promise that God will speak to you. Right? I know that I have been challenged from teachers and I have been challenged from preachers behind a pulpit. I've been challenged many times. And I believe that that is God speaking to me. That God is using that person uh, to bring forth his word to speak to me at a particular time in my life. To challenge me to change or to challenge me to see things in a different way uh, to encourage me when I'm going through a difficult time to hold on and to not give up, right? You guys hopefully aren't just coming to church and sitting on the pew uh, because you feel like it's a have-to thing. I would like to believe and hope that each Sunday you're at least getting some small thing to take home with you, some challenge. My goal every single week is to bring forth a challenge. I want to encourage and I want to challenge each of us, including myself, to change something in our lives or to reflect on something in our lives, right? But not something that I've presented, but something God has presented in his word, right? To be challenged. That's why I did the book of James, right? That's why I did Philippians. That's why I do go through those uh, books uh, chapter by chapter because there are truths and there are challenges in there that God presents that he wants you and I to make changes to our life, to honor him, to speak to us through his word so that we are challenged and changed. So when you and I hear God, when we are listening to what he has to say in his word or through a sermon or through the Holy Spirit, we have a responsibility as the shepherds demonstrated, not only to listen, to stop and listen, but then also to move, to do something. When God speaks to us, Typically, it is a call to action. When he's speaking to you through your word, through his word, when he's speaking to you through the Holy Spirit, when he's speaking to you uh, through the church, he is typically, it's a call to action to encourage us to not give up, right? Stand strong, stand firm, don't give up, right? It's encouraging us to pray, to depend upon him, to seek him, to take action, right? To not remain the same, to not stand still and just waller in self-pity or to just lay down and give up, but to encourage us to keep pressing forward or to challenge us to make changes in our lives. If we are 
If we are reading God's word, if we are hearing uh, the message that God is giving through the church, if we're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of us, and we are not acting, that should be frightening to us. If we are being challenged but not changing, there's a problem. There must be action. We must get up and do something. Do something that God is challenging us to do. Trust him. Have faith in him. Maybe that's what the challenge is. Trust me. I've got it under control. Have faith in me. I've got it under control. That's what God is saying. Or maybe he, the challenge is for us to uh, make better decisions or to, to, to think about the choices that we make, right? To honor him with our lives, right? To be more like Jesus. To take up our cross and follow him every single day. Maybe the challenge is to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to evangelize, to witness, to tell others, right? That's just some of the many challenges that God gives us in Scripture when he's speaking to us, whether to encourage us but, or to get us to take action in some manner. But every single time, I believe when God speaks to us, there is something that he is expecting us to do. We're not to be passive listeners, but we are to be actively engaged. We must come expecting to be challenged. Not just passively listening, but actively participating, saying, God, how can I apply this to my life? And then leaving the doors of the church or when you close your Bible or you turn off that podcast of that preacher preaching, that you're taking one action. Uh, I went to a conference this week for work. It was actually one of the better conferences that I've ever been to uh, uh, on my job. And at the end of most of the sessions that I attended, they gave you an action plan. And so the speaker would lecture about 30 minutes to maybe 45 minutes max. And then they would give you an action plan. So like it would say Monday morning, start with step one, 90 days, do this, 12 months, do this. And it was awesome that they laid out a, a, an action plan to take based on the material that was presented. When you and I are reading God's word, get a journal out. Put together an action plan that you can take action to, to apply to our lives. Don't be passive, but let's take action. When we hear a sermon preached and we take notes or we hear something in particular that challenges us, don't let it just go in one ear and out the other or stop for a second in your heart and you'd be emotionally challenged for a minute and then move on. Take a note, write it down. And when you leave this place, say this, I'm going to apply this to my life this week, right? So as soon as I walk out, I'm going to apply this to my life because the Bible is meant to be applied, right? Not just pontificated on. It's meant to be actionable, applied. But there's so many Christians out there today who are drifting to and fro and wandering without purpose and wandering without peace and wandering around really not knowing their place in the world because they're not treating God's word as actionable. 
They love the part about salvation, but they're ignoring the part about self-denial. They're loving the part about grace and mercy, but they're ignoring the part about trusting God through all circumstances. Having faith in God no matter what the consequences are. Actionable items. I don't know if I'm getting my point across this morning, but when God speaks to us, there should be action in our life. And like I said, it may be something as, uh, as simple as just trusting him, but that requires action. An act of faith to trust God and not worry and not doubt and not fear. It's, that's actionable, guys. That's, not, that's something that you and I have to do. Say, God, I'm going to trust you. And then we have to put aside fear and doubt and discouragement, right? And keep pressing forward. So we got to listen. And when God speaks to us, we are, it is a, a time to take action. Finally, when God speaks to you and I, and when we take action, I believe that we have a responsibility to speak up and tell others, to share what God has shown us, to share what God has done for us, to share with others the goodness and the greatness and the awesomeness of God, right? We, we should not be quiet. The shepherds, they listened. They, uh, once they heard and they were told where they could find the baby, they got up and they went and they found Jesus lying in a manger and they worshiped him. And when they found what they were looking for, they found the Messiah and they worshiped him. They went out and they started telling everybody, right? They didn't just keep it to themselves. They weren't just quiet, but they did. Uh, they, they were so excited about the truth and the coming of the Messiah that they had to tell somebody. And so here come these group of dirty, smelly shepherds into town going, guess what? We just saw the Messiah lying in a manger. These angels appeared to us out there while we were in the night uh, uh, watching our sheep uh, and told us that he was uh, born and that he was in a manger in the city of Bethlehem. And my goodness, when we got there, he was actually there and we worshiped him. And now we're coming to tell you that God has delivered on what he promised through Isaiah, what he promised through the prophets, uh, uh, what he promised way back in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, he has sent the Messiah to come and deliver his people. And they were excited about it. And they were telling everyone what God had told them and shown them. Folks, when God speaks to us, and we act upon it, and God shows us something new, we should share it. We should, when he illuminates something for us, or when he uh, gives us something to take action on, not only must we act on it, but we need to get excited and share it. Tell people what God is doing, so that if God speaks to you, he may use you to speak to somebody else in the same circumstance. When God speaks to you and you take action and you see God's hand moving and the change in your life, uh, he may put you in the life of someone else who he's going to use you to speak to them. 
And not only could you say, hey, uh, God showed me this in his word uh, and for the situation that you're dealing with. I, too, went through it and I applied this to my life and I made it through on the other side. And God did A, B and C in my life because I was obedient to him. We talked about obedience last week and about the the wise man and the foolish man, and that Jesus said, you know, listen, don't call me Lord, Lord, and don't uh, and not obey my commands, right? If you're calling me it, you need to uh, make sure that you are obeying what I have to say. So when God challenges us, we must be obedient to him. When we're obedient, we'll see change and result in ourselves or our circumstance, and then we need to share that with others. Because there could be something and there's someone and there probably is someone who is facing something either that you're currently facing or that you've already faced. And God would like to use you and I to encourage them and help them make it through. Folks, as Christians, we cannot be inward focused. We cannot be selfish or self-centered. We have to be outward focused and selfless to make sure that we are supporting our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not easy. It can be challenging. Not all of us and myself included are uh, are people persons where we're out there, uh, you know, able to just walk up to anybody and, and, and talk to them. But the truth is, especially within the body of Christ and your brothers and sisters in Christ, we're to encourage each other, pray for one another. And if God has brought you through a situation and you see your brother and your sister or your sister are suffering or struggling in that same situation, give them some encouragement. Show them the scriptures that God gave you to help you get through it. Pray for them. Share the good news. Right? With them. So that they too could receive and be uh, challenged and encouraged by God's word. And encouraged that, hey, I made it through. Or I did this and God changed this as a result. And have hope and peace and be encouraged to change themselves. Right? To make a difference. To not give up, to not lose hope, right? To hold on. You never know what somebody else is facing in their life. And that one word of encouragement, that one word could be something that they need to just help them to hold on one more day. Just one more day. And so we should take every opportunity that God presents to you and I to share what he's done for us to share his goodness and his grace and his mercy, to not be selfish and self-centered, but to be selfless and share with everyone. Of course, the greatest thing that we can share with everyone is that Jesus Christ came and he died upon the cross and he rose three days later and the free gift of salvation is available to all who will call upon him and confess Christ as Lord. 
that you and I do not have to be bound for a devil's hell, that we don't have to spend eternity separated from God, that we don't have to live our lives with fear and doubt and discouragement and without peace and chasing the things of this world to get fulfillment, but that we can find fulfillment in God. Not only are we saying it with our mouths, but we're living it with our lives and demonstrating what God has done for us and that we have peace during pain and we have comfort during tough circumstances, right? And that we've changed, that we're not the same person that we were yesterday, but every day we're being made and molded into the image of his son and becoming more holy and more like him so that it's a testimony to the world so that our brothers and our sisters and so our neighbors and so our co-workers know that something is different inside of us and we can present to them a God who is loving and caring and merciful and gracious uh, and also a God who loves us so much that he will change us so that we don't stay the same that we've always been, that we're different than the world. What a great story for us to share. We as Christians need to tell people about God and the goodness of God and the graciousness and the faithfulness and the long suffering of God. What he's shown us, what he's told us, what he's done for us. We should be excited and want to share it. I, I, one of my things I enjoy the most is when God shows me something new in scripture. I said that earlier. I love it. I love to reveal that. When God does something amazing in your life, you should want to tell people about it. If he healed you or healed someone you love, if he delivered you or delivered someone you know, right? If he, if he helped you pay the telephone bill and you didn't know where the money was going to come from and it came from nowhere, tell somebody about the goodness of God. If you didn't know where your groceries were going to come from and suddenly somehow God provided and your family ate that much, tell somebody about the goodness of God. If you were depressed and God out of nowhere came and uplifted you and so that you had peace and comfort, don't keep that inside, but tell somebody. Share what God has done. Encourage somebody else. Tell them, and I should tell them, about the goodness of God. These shepherds, they heard and they listened to what God had to say. And again, you say, no angel has spoken to me. No, but there's a, a fat bearded guy up here uh, who doesn't look anything like an angel, but he's preaching to you the word of God every single Sunday. Right? Listen to what God has to say when you're at home and you're reading the word. We are so blessed that we have a Bible. If you want one, you can have one. God's word, everyone and then the, the Bible is constantly be translated into languages all over the world. So anyone that wants the word of God can have it. Everything that God has to say. So take it. Let's not take it for granted. Let's apply it to our lives. Not just walk out the door and go back to living and doing how we've always lived and done. The definition of insanity is to doing the same thing over, over, and over again and expecting a different result. Christians, brothers and sisters, we cannot expect a different result in our lives if we continue to do the same thing which hasn't worked. 
ignoring God, not calling upon him, not praying, not seeking him, not trusting him, will continue to lead to disappointment and despair and depression, right? It'll, uh, and, and, and a lack of joy in our lives, right? And so let's try something different. Let's apply what God says and look for a different outcome. And finally, when God moves in our lives and when God does something special for us, when he answers our prayer, Let us go and tell somebody. Tell somebody about what God has done. Tell somebody. Luke chapter 2 verse 20 saying, The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been that we would do the same thing as those shepherds, that when God works and moves in our lives, when he speaks to us through his word, that we would get excited, that we would honor and glorify him, and that we would tell others. What a difference we would make in this world and what a difference we would have in our lives. Let us stand. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you enjoyed it and were blessed by it. Each month we have people from all over the world who listen to the messages made available. If you've been blessed by this ministry, would you consider making a donation of any amount to help support us as we continue to reach the loss for Christ? Donations can be made online at www.reviveoc.org or by check at Revive Outreach Church, 411 Chatham Heights Road, Suite 101, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 224. Thank you for your prayers and your continued support. May God richly bless you.